Praise see the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adiomi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. And I pray that the Lord will give insight for us in this record exhortation that I'm going to talk about. Today I want to bring in this exhortation from the, the topic will be everlasting righteousness. Everlasting righteousness that the Lord promised. You will see that in the book of Daniel. Let me read from Daniel chapter 9. Where God promised everlasting righteousness. Here is Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. See, what do you mean by everlasting righteousness? That is what we are going to talk about, and how God is. This is going to be a teaching. So follow along with me as you open your Bible to see the plan of God that He has revealed. This has been kept secret through the ages, and God has been revealing to His servants. Apostle Paul revealed a lot of it, and it was first revealed in, in the nutshell to Daniel the prophet. In the book of Daniel chapter 9, when after Daniel has fasted several days, the angel visited him and told him about these 70 weeks of Daniel. But what are to be accomplished in 70 weeks? In chapter, chapter 9 verse 24, the angel said, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. For what purpose? And I'm going to, he's going to list them. To, the first one is to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make a reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness. That is the one I want to capitalize on today. Bringing in everlasting righteousness. It seems the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing all of these things into fulfillment because everything that has been recorded there is fulfilling the Messiah. Just in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10. By the wish we are sanctified through an offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Watch that. He said once for all. We have sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Okay. And he said every high pre every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sin. But this man is talking about Christ. After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by what offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now listen. He said perfected forever is what I'm pointing out right now. That is the plan of God is everlasting righteousness. You say, well, have we, have we been perfected? Our spirit is perfected forever. Let's read it again. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. That is, Christ has perfected our spirit. You see, we are perfected forever. But we that are sanctified, well, you say, are we already perfect? You have to begin to believe these things by faith. Because I'll give it an example. I was in a, the Lord visited me one, one day in a vision. And in that vision, he was carrying me in his arm and, and somehow trying to be humble. I, I had my spirit saying to him, Oh Lord, I, you know I'm not perfect. He said, Really? He quickly put me down. Then I woke up and then he pointed this Bible verse to me. And that is what he is talking about. That what he has done and fulfilled in us and completely we are not to be reversing that by our own false humility, by quoting, by speaking the wrong thing. And I learned my lesson there. Don't ever call yourself that you are not perfect. He has made us 
spirits of just men made perfect. You see that in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, from verse 23. In verse 23. Now look at that. Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 23, it says, But ye are talking of we believers, since ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. That's why we have come to, by faith. Not that when we get to heaven, we are going to be there. We are, we are already, he said, ye are already come. We are come unto that Mount Zion when we accepted Christ. We are come unto the city of the living God by faith, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. It didn't say spirits of heaven, spirits of just men made perfect. So we are the spirits of just men made perfect. That we are the just men when we are sanctified. We are made perfect, and that's what Apostle the logical saying in this letter of Apostle Paul. So in the book, Hebrews chapter 10, that I read before, verse 14, that we are he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now, this is where uh, let's see what happened in the as the Bible says. I say it's not like the why do why why is God interested in everlasting righteousness for this breed of human beings that he created on earth? That is his plan originally. The plan of God is to bring out of this earth when he's harvesting the earth to bring out holy people. Not just people, but people that are going to he say you are going to be harvested into his kingdom. And when you are harvested into his kingdom, some of us will be Christ said we shall be as angels. And I will get to that in a moment. <laughs> but let's see what happened in the in the ages before us. According to the scriptures, God is bringing everlasting righteousness, not like what happened to Lucifer. Well, when we see that, that Lucifer was formerly created in Isaiah chapter 14, look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, to show that even though there was a, this a angel called Lucifer was created by God, but if it means that he didn't have everlasting righteousness, because everlasting means if you never change from being righteous, no so. And that is what God is making is trying is making a difference in this creation that is creating a human beings. Everlasting righteousness is what he's going to make out of us. And we are going to tell from the scriptures how the Lord is fulfilling that. In in Isaiah chapter fourteen, verse twelve to fifteen, let's read that. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Now we're talking of Lucifer, Satan, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thy heart, you know, that was how he fell, or the reason why he fell. He said, Thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. He is trying to compete with God. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. <laughs> now, that shows that that same spirit called Lucifer that has that evil thought in his heart 
didn't have when he was created, didn't have everlasting righteousness. Because if he has everlasting righteousness, he wouldn't fall after some ages or years of time. But that is what was recorded about Lucifer. And you can also see another example of in the book of Ezekiel chapter 28 of another Kerub, which we can say perhaps is the same. We the Bible scholars believe it's the same Satan, but you see, Satan is not alone in those fallen angels. But this one, Bible call him just a Kerub that covered it. But Satan was that one was called Lucifer. So you can say are they different spirits? They may be, or it's just referring to just the same spirit. It could be one spirit, but we know that Satan is not alone running around the earth. He has some other fallen angels that are also running around. There are some are even locked up, but some are also with Satan running around. Satan is was not alone in a rebellion. There are other spirits, some other fallen angels. And this one in Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight, verse fourteen to fifteen. Bible said, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have said this so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God, thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. So we can say that was a cherub, and the cherub is one of the angels, of one of the group of angels. Is the word cherub means like a like say woman means I call man or Adam, Adamic race. Then we have the cherubic race that are already in form of angels. Now you say this was another cherub that covered it and it was perfect until so if you say until iniquity was found in him that said that make him say by the multitude of thy that was by the multitude of thy margin and they and they said in verse 17, thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. That's pride. So people assume that must be Satan. That's Satan. And could this cause be another Satanic spirit? Or just the same Satan? So, could Isaiah chapter 14 and uh, Ezekiel chapter 20 be referring to the same single spirit or different ones that are for falling angels? Because there are many of them that are falling angels. Some people can refer to the fact that the Bible said in the book of, of Revelation chapter 12 that the tail of the dragon pulled down some one third of the angels, not so. So, one third of the stars of heaven, you call it. So, whether that is actually talking about those people assume that's talking about some angels that fail with Satan, or it's just talking about the persecution of the saints at the end, but it's still similar things. So, that is what we are saying that those are, if this one said, the Bible said, iniquity, it was perfect till iniquity was found in him, that shows he, was, he didn't have everlasting righteousness. That's what I'm trying to point to in these two stories. That means, he didn't have everlasting righteousness. And then you also know the story of uh, the, the fallen angels that were reported in the book of Genesis. It, this was reported in the book of uh, Enoch. Many people don't. The book of Enoch is an apocrypha that was not in the part of the Bible. But the Bible said angels that fell, Jude referred to it, that those angels that left their habitation, which actually it was reported in the book of Enoch, which Apostle Jude referred to it in Jude chapter 1. And he said those angels were locked up in the Valassian. Now Enoch referred to them that they were the angels that were said to be washers or that. And in the, in the book of Enoch, in, it's actually the first Enoch chapter 7, verse 2. He said there are about 200 of them and they make an agreement and make an oath to go and infiltrate the earth and begin to marry women. 
So though and then they were arrested and and those became the falling angels. And from those mixture up, that was what some people believe that Genesis chapter six was referring to when he said, Sons of God saw the daughters of men. In verse two, Genesis chapter six, verse two. And they think the sons of God there means sons of heaven. I mean the the spirits that are washing the earth, angels. And they came and took took off woman form and married some women and brought off the giants. Okay. Though so if they were like that, that means they didn't have everlasting righteousness. You see what I'm talking about? I'm trying to point out why God is planning that this time is going to bring in everlasting righteousness. Why? Because this is what God is planning to do, He's trying to harvest this earth. Harvesting is that I which you have understanding that the Lord Jesus gave a parable and said, This earth is the field. And let me point that one out in the book in the in the in the in the parables of the tears and the wheat. And the apostle said, Tell us the meaning of these tears in the field. And the Lord told them that the 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 farmer, the husband man that planted this his field is the son of man, that's him. And he said the field is the earth, the world, and the wheat, the good seed, are the children of the kingdom. And he said the tears are the children of the wicked one. He said the children of the wicked one as human beings. He said that the enemy that planted them is the devil. So which means some human beings were planted into this world by the devil. The first one was Adam, was uh, what Cain, because the Bible said Cain was the seed of that wicked one. Adam, God put Adam here, but the enemy came in through what happened in the Garden of Eden, and Cain was created. Cain was formed. You say, well, that means Cain was not the seed of Adam. So he said, the but you see, that sin goes on beyond just uh, one single man because you last say, well, didn't God destroy them after the flood? But you don't know what has happened in the spirit. You don't know how much pollution has happened in the spirit because we are spirits coming into this world, putting on the body. But when the devil could sneak in and put one one seed in, you don't know how what has happened in the spirit. Maybe he has bombarded the, the camp of the of the spirits of men that you come to the world with his own demons or with his own creation that bring many more seed. And as long as they are still there, they will be coming. They will still be coming. If they, unless you just separate them from the spirit so that they are no more in the same camp. So you see, what is happening is something we couldn't pick upon, but God is giving us some insight in some of these things because of the little scripture here, little scripture that the Lord just came to, came to reveal to us. Now He came to reveal to us that the kingdom, the, the seed that the, that He planted is the, the wheat, the good seed is the children of the kingdom, but the bad the tears are the children of the wicked one. But he said, the enemy that planted them is the devil. But he said, at the end of the world, the angels shall come and suffer the wicked from the just. So he waited till the end. Because he said, they are, they are already been so. He said, angels, let's go pull them. I said, no. You may be pulling the, the good seed along with them. So God loves his own people. He doesn't want them to be, to be destroyed, to be messed up. So you can see that in that particular story, the Lord was telling us the... The fact that in this planet there are the good seed and the good and the bad seed. Now, like I said, God wanted to bring in everlasting righteousness for this 
crop is going to make. So it's not just going to have another crop after a million of years, somebody will raise up like Satan again, that we have unrighteousness in him that have to be cast out. God is trying to make everlasting righteousness in this crop that he's making from the earth. So that's why I pointed out that unlike Lucifer, unlike those angels that fell in the days of uh, Jared, according to the book of Enoch, it says it was in the days of Jared that they, they made that plan and came and started multiplying and making giants upon the earth. Now, Christ is bringing us into everlasting righteousness. Now, how is the Lord bringing it? How is He going to fulfill it? First is to deliver us from sin and make us sins. That is just the beginning of it. He's going to perfect us. As the Bible says, He has already perfected us in the Spirit by one offering. That's why we read in Hebrews chapter 12. Let's read Hebrews chapter 12 again and bring ourselves back to the order that we have set up in this discussion. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, he said, We are the spirits of just men made perfect. Verse 22 and 23. Say, so You have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are risen in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. So we are just men made perfect. You have to begin to believe it. Don't begin to say you are not perfect. We are perfected in the spirit. And our soul and body, we get to it. We get there in the final analysis. But God is perfecting us in the spirit. That's what he's talking about here. That he's going to bring in everlasting righteousness. But how is he going to accomplish this? So that it's not just perfecting us in the spirit. This is what Christ said about it. In Gospel of John, chapter 6. Actually, let me first read the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is telling us, revealing to us, how this is planned. This is what God is planned. I will read some of these Bible verses so you can understand this. In the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ, John chapter 17, in verse 22 and verse 23, the Lord Jesus Christ was praying and he was talking and he said, And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Now, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Remember that this is how God has planned to fulfill it. Christ will be living in us. The Father God in Christ, and Christ in us make the Father and the Son living inside us, controlling us from inside, directing us from inside everlasting righteousness that is eternally not just for a while eternally we are going to be we are going to be filled by Christ because Christ in us is the hope of our that's why Apostle Paul said this is the mystery that Apostle Paul was writing he said Christ in us is this hope of our glory that is the mystery because Apostle Paul pointed to it in the book of Ephesians and Colossians that this is the mystery that God is bringing in the Gentiles and this hope is Christ in us. And Christ said that it is I in them and thou in me. And again, look at it again when the logic was talking in John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, verse 48, the discussion that made the disciples to all fled. They didn't understand it, but they fled and thought he must be out of his mind. How can he give us his flesh to eat? And he was telling them some mystery that they couldn't understand. But 
through the Holy Ghost is revealing to us now what actually the purpose of what Christ was talking about. John chapter 6 from verse 48. This is where the Lord Jesus told them that I am that bread of life. They were talking about the bread that Moses gave to them in the wilderness. And Christ said, ah, this is the new bread. You are anyone that Moses gave you physical bread and you are, they are uh, your fathers were there. Say the bread that for that God is giving now is is him. Is I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof. A man may eat thereof and not die. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I shall I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Now, there are more and more of this that needs to be said. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5 to 10, God was talking about the Messiah was made a priest forever, high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Let's read in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5 to 10. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. So Christ is our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 6 says, As he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now Melchizedek was a priest that manifested to Abraham in the book of Genesis, and Abraham gave him the tithe. And he was described to be a king of Salem, Jerusalem. And he also said he was a, he was a king and a priest. So that was Melchizedek. And Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 described that this by revelation that this Melchizedek has no father, no mother. He has no beginning of this, no end of life in Hebrews chapter 7. So then he said he was made to live forever. So Christ now living forever because he took his body out of the grave and lived forever he is the high priest after that order of Melchizedek. Now as an high priest he has to have priests under him. But this priest under him also will be after the order of Melchizedek. And this is what God is revealing to me in this revelation is that all the priests that are going to be under, under, the, under the high priest Christ Jesus after the order of Melchizedek also will have to live forever. And as the, as the high priest also live forever. That is, they will be granted immortality. You can see why there will be a rapture. Those that we example of that is seen in the rapture. That there will be some saints will be alive, they will be caught up without seeing physical death. And definitely, those who are falling into rapture, the other Mechizedek here will categorize to get out of this planet without seeing physical death. That is what God said. Now, look at in, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5 to 10, as I was reading. You see, as he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, as Jesus Christ, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience, son of God, learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, remember that, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him, called of God an high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So Christ being high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Made perfect and then he also said in another place that 
Christ is perfecting us. Let's look at that in Hebrews chapter 7. From let me read from Hebrews chapter chapter 7 from um, still talking about Christ being the high priest. Verse 17. For he testified thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And he was he went further and said in verse 24. Let me just read on. Verse 21. For those priests, the priests comparing the, the order of Jesus Christ to the order of Aaron, he said those priests under the order of Aaron were made without an oath. But this, as Jesus Christ, with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Now, talking about the other one, he said, And they, that is the previous line of Aaron, Aaronic order, they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. See, but this man, that Jesus Christ, because he continued ever as an unchangeable priesthood. Now, remember, he is high priest. If there is an high priest, there must be other priests under him. So that's why there will be some of us that will be priests under Christ and will also be under the order of Melchizedek. And he went further, he said, Wherefore he is able also, that's verse 25, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. That's why he's a high priest of the order of Melchizedek. He ever lived to make intercession for them. And Christ is the high priest of that, that order. And we are to be priests under him. Remember, we are to be priests under him. Because where there is an high priest, there must be priests under him. And that is why in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 10, the 24 elders they said about the Lamb of God let's read it chapter 5 that you have made unto us kings you have made us unto our God kings and priests chapter 5 verse 10 let's read let's read from verse 8 and when the Lamb of God are taking the book the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. So these twenty-four elders are the one we are talking about. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou art slain and hast redeemed us to our God, to God by thy blood he has redeemed us to go by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue now he's not talking about only jews out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made on made us unto our god kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth so we are being made kings and priests so you can then see Melchizedek was referred was referred to in the book of uh, genesis as a king when he appeared to Abraham and was also said to be a priest of God in Genesis. Let's look at that. 
And that was what the apostles, the, the straightforwardness were alluded to when they said, The Lamb of God has made us unto our God kings and priests. So we shall be kings and priests upon the earth now. We are in upon the earth. But this priest, after the other Melchizedek, will be granted the immortality that they must ever live it to make intercession for, for mankind. So we have been made kings and priests after the order of Melchizedek. Now again, let me read again some of the things that uh, the Lord has revealed here. Revelation chapter 22, as I wrap it up. In the book of Revelation chapter 22, this is how the Lord wrap it up. I read from verse 12. And behold, said the Lord, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life. And may enter in through the gates into the city. So, the Lord is saying, anyone that's Overcome, he will inherit all these things. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this exhortation. Let it bless the other people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.